Sarah Fuller. What's going on? Joe Carroll. He escaped from prison earlier this morning. I'm sorry, he what? As you may recall, Carroll was convicted in 2003 for the murders of 14 young women who attended the university where he was... Hello. Hello, Ryan. It's Director Franklin, FBI. It's been a while. I'm not an agent anymore. I know things didn't end well with the Bureau, but you caught Carroll. No one knows him like you do. He didn't just eviscerate 14 female students. He was making art. He cut out his victim's eyes as a nod to his favorite works of poet. The eyes are our identity, windows to our soul. Your being here may raise some eyebrows. The book you wrote. Not to mention my reputation. Who let him have this? Dear Ryan, I enjoyed your book. Have you ever considered a sequel? Best, Joe. Who are the women? We're interviewing anyone who visited Carol in prison. 112 visitors in the last two years, 43 in the last six months, 14 visited over four times. Drop the weapon! You don't want to do this. Lord, help my poor soul. Everything's going to be okay. Lord. No. Help my poor soul. No, no. Nothing is going to happen to you. Where were the guards when he was chatting online? There's one recurring name. You're going to want to see this. He's been practicing. Carol is teaching him how to become a serial killer. Has anyone been in touch with Carol's ex-wife? Hello, Ryan. I need to speak with him alone, please. That's not possible. I'm afraid I have to insist. I'm sorry I didn't call him. It's been eight years, Ryan. I got the hint. Have you heard from him? She's safe. The last victim. Sarah Fuller, she's under protection. I'm sure that upsets Joe. We have two killers out there now. He's finding people to help him on the internet like there is followers. Sort of his way of finishing what was started. What was that about in there? It was personal. What do you mean personal? We have to get to Sarah Fuller. What did she tell you? Carol's gonna make a move. He wants to finish what he started. That would be Sarah. Sarah! Where the hell is she? Let know! Joe's not looking for his freedom. He wants to keep killing. Yeah, he's good at it. I came alone, Joe! Isn't that what you wanted? No, Where is she? It's just the beginning. Hardy, I'll only talk to you. So what's my sequel about, Joe? It's going to be a collaboration. If this book ends with anything other than your death, you better plan on a rewrite. Three bodies were found murdered in the last six hours, one in Seattle, one in Boston, and one in New York City. It was for you. You know about the color. I like to think of them as my friends. It's important to have friends. Oh. Sorry, didn't mean to scare you. Extra patrol this evening. Do you have any friends, Ryan? I will be your friend, even though you slept with my wife. your host Sully here and we are here premiering on the night of Halloween I got my buddy and filmmaker Overy Trin Peters on the show yo what's up yo both big fans of the following you saw this when it was on I caught up on the DVD seasons that I missed yeah but <laughs> recently I, I was like I, why did I not I, keep up with this show in college I, <laughs> what else dude, watch? I, I literally watched the following from the day it premiered to the day it the, the the final episode which was supposed to be just the season finale they didn't find out the show got canceled until after they'd already filmed it so which uh, even to this day it pisses me off they canceled that show because it was really good writing and, and then they get Michael Ely to join the cast they had just canceled his show uh almost human yeah, like I like I like that show too. Great I was like, show you know, too. Cancel that. Like he, <laughs> he, I mean, he had you know Michael Early back 
during that period, man, he had a couple of um barbershop like, sleeper cell. He was the yeah. underground kind of beloved charismatic dude. <laughs> yeah, and when he he was given a couple shots at these different shows where he was lead, but um, um they can't like for me it was like it was on Fox like back then in particular in particular when it comes to shows that were distributed by Fox Fox would cancel a lot of good shows there just were so bad they took more chances and it's like they wanted something like X-Files and Millennium back on their show lo and behold they Kevin Williamson was a huge fan of their big show 24 and decided how about I have a Jack Bauer type agent solving a bunch of uh, going against uh, Joe Carroll, who I kid you not, uh, he he basically said, "What if Stu from Scream <laughs> was inspiring a bunch of followers?" I <laughs> actually know. I rem- now you said I do remember that quote. Yeah, and that- and Ro- my pal Ryan T. Richardson on Go Tell Someone podcast was able to confirm with him more. Is like, see, yeah, remember how a twenty-four episode starts with the following takes place. That's that's why where he got the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. But I mean, twenty four is like I I, I love twenty four. Um, I likewise. I that's before we get back to the folly. That show I watched it when it premiered, and I loved the first season. I did. I was in the middle of moving during like the second and third season, so I kind of <laughs> I kind of like lost like lost in touch with the show. But by the time the fourth season came back around, I was on it to it ended and came back um but i literally like every year i go back or every year and a half or so i go back and rewatch that series because it's just again that's just another Same. example of great writing uh, yet you know manny Cotto, time bomb yeah manny Cotto did a great job on that producing right Howard gordon's show. gone on to big Howard, stuff homeland exactly exactly <laughs> homeland was great i i loved homeland i watched that from game to end too um I and like this show has a lot of that same stuff. It's psychological, it's horror, there's a lot of action-packed shootouts, and then there's the crime mystery, and then you got all these actors from like Law and Order and um my yeah. pal, my other pal, Daniel Ryan, uh thinking of you, Daniel, uh uh, uh was actually at a Comic Con and he for the life of him, I don't know why a lot of people know about this show, but kind of seem to forget a, like what it was called. They just kind of remember, oh yeah, the guy. Mark Anthony from Rome was in this, or Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he was playing a federal agent. Are you thinking of City on a Hill? No, I'm thinking of this other show from earlier. And this is the one. And uh, he couldn't remember the show he was promoting, but he just was always just like enamored by freaking Purefoy from Rome. And so he's like, oh man, he's so funny. Too bad he's playing a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, but he, but Purefoy, man, like if you actually watch like his work, dude, he, he plays a, very i mean he's good at playing the villain i mean you give him being a a naughty guy yeah (laughs) yeah and like um like it was with the following with the first season the promotion for the first season was huge like uh i mean i know yeah they were really pushing that show and the first season did great i mean the show lasted for three years and and it wasn't uh, even trying to be like criminal mind so much it's like trying to be like a whole different kind of well like you know criminal mind you know that and basically like, gave everyone the permission is like hey we still want a millennium type crowd <laughs> oh yeah and like millennium was uh it was a great show but a lot of people wanted more x-files so it didn't really get the chance that it deserved like even though <laughs> they gave that a conclusion on the x-files it wasn't what it really should have been but I again that's yeah. That is a that's a whole podcast of its own. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. on a side note, I actually just met Lance Henriksen finally um, earlier this year. Yeah, I met him at um at um what was it Frightmare? Um, oh sweet! I didn't know he was I, at this one. Uh, he he's a regular there. He was there the, the one before COVID, and then he's back at this one. The dude's hilarious. Like when we uh, he really is when we went to go take our picture together. He. Uh, he had forget, he had said something he miss said something and the, his uh aide kind of corrected him he's like man i'm just i'm just a silly motherfucker i'm like We're <laughs> I'm, I'm like i was like there's no role being a silly motherfucker i'm a silly motherfucker and he's like well, we're, we're just two silly motherfuckers and like <laughs> then we took our picture he was hilarious like this one of the, the coolest people you can meet um that's an earworm <laughs> we're, um, all, we're all here to have fun <laughs> yeah but like the following man it has such a huge promotion that first season and um like that first episode i mean just you open up there's free dead security guards the this 
psycho type music playing and yeah they have um, marilyn manson's cover sweet dreams they really pushed that um, and marco saiga who's gone on to work on the new dexter had previously which was he, a great and en- great ending oh good okay i haven't seen that one yet i'll definitely check that new one out uh yeah. but yeah my, he had was kind of the go-to tv director and he did a bunch of other shows but yeah he was tired of doing just vampire diaries and williamson was a fan of his and had him basically be kind of the lead producer and director on this and i gotta say they make good use they go beyond just like the voyeuristic kind of stuff that most of them do don't get me wrong they're all cool formulas in their own right but like you know criminal minds will you know for instance show people talking about what's happening while showing the gruesome act happening and blurring the line between pg-13 and r-rated tv and here i mean let's, let's let's be honest man like every I mean you can say fuck on on cable tv now so i mean everything's you know <laughs> it is what it is out. yeah i mean if you're paying for cable i mean i mean technically by law only on broadcast channels like free channels that aren't premium channels um are you the fcc controls what they say but technically on premium channels you could always actually use that kind of language because the fcc actually has no Control satellite on so even if yeah, they I, mean, were to... I mean it's a premium like us for example usa fx you know channels like that you're paying those are premium channels you're paying for them so technically um, you get what you paid for yeah ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> exactly but you know studios have always respected that because you know with kids and stuff but nowadays i mean if i mean i'm a big fan of you know sons of anarchy and you know the mayan spinoff and mayan spinoff they have i you lose count how many fucks they say episode uh, yellowstone i lost track of how many people were streaking or shotgunning each other's faces <laughs> yeah like, uh, but know, yeah uh, 10 years FX, ago 10 years on suns you couldn't do that but like now they were like, afraid now. that only comedy central would do is like after midnight we're showing an uncut classic comedy concert or movie starring eddie murphy or yeah and um, these shows and these shows come on like eight nine o'clock in the uh, at night and fx is owned by disney <laughs> that makes it even funnier it's a, it's a disney owned yeah, disney is r-rated when it wants to be and yep and people don't realize that disney's been making red r movies for years but they do it under a subsidiary yeah it's just it was never talked about touchstone what's that and yep, here we that's are disney. now that's disney but um but what do you like think of fun- this cast you got freaking Iceman sean asmore from x-men here you got uh jessica straub who's gone on they to bigger a- stuff yeah, they had a great cast, like um uh Greg Henry, who's been the go-to in so many Brian he, he's, movies. He's always the villain. I mean, like I think back to payback with Mel Gibson, man. That guy's always he is a boss. Uh Billy Brown's the Troy. This is like in the first uh three episodes before he gets killed. But I was like, Hey, I, I've seen that guy. Now he's on Sons of Anarchy, and now he's on this yeah. other similar show called Hostages. And he Renee, was on Dexter. He was on Dexter. He was on Dexter uh, too. Renee Ely's Goldberry years before Hamilton is the serial killer's lawyer. Um, and Jabinga Akinabi, who you might know from The Wire, uh, he's yeah. Snoop's psycho partner. Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, like, um, so we just talked about what's his name, who was a uh, he was on Dexter. He was on he actually Billy went Brown. from yeah. Billy Brown. Yeah, he went from Dexter to sons of anarchy right and yeah. if you remember in season three of the i think it was season two or season three of the crying serial killer um i think like, so yeah um that's um what's maybe his name season four maybe um that hold on i gotta tell you no it was uh i can't remember if it was season two or season three when it was one of the um it was one of the followers but he was known as the crying serial killer because he would make you think he, he was so believable uh he tears and all that you would think he was innocent but he was that's a, all he had to do is i'm crying <laughs> michael Ur- so michael irby right so that's the name michael yes irby, right? okay uh, he, he I, plays theo uh the hacker no, no. who's helping no no oh good i'm sorry not not the hacker okay uh yeah my, michael can, irby's on here yeah yeah the, i can't remember what, i can't remember his character he played but he was he's always known because his character was like the crying serial killer he would just like when they had him in yeah the, uh, he played sharp and he was pretending to be a victim's uh yeah uh, parent but really it was an excuse to just intimidate him in public and yeah he's gone on i knew him from the unit back in the day and then oh michael Irby's, was, yeah he's on he's one of the leads on mines now so that's another 
uh, FX Sons of Anarchy. I got to see that one still. Uh, he's you might have also seen him recently on Barry and the Expanse, but he was yes, also I an did. almost human, and he's just like the go-to. I never know what he's going to do if he's going to be a guy who's shit talking people or comedic well, relief he, or what I mean, have you. <laughs> the following, like the following, is the first thing I remember seeing him in, and I knew from watching him in that role just how he's going to go places. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not easy. You know, I'm an actor myself, and it's not easy. You're a great always. actor. Thank you. I do try. Um, it's you don't not try. All- it's in your blood, dude. <laughs> <You're great. laughs> um, but you know, like he, like in that role, I mean, he was able to cry. I mean, like saying he was blubbering. And when he was doing those scenes, and it was like a switch. I remember in the scene in interrogation, he's crying. You, he think he's innocent. Then when they pull out, why'd you pick me up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They pull out the evidence. Damn, it's a, it's a switch just like that. I'm like, this dude is amazing. Like that, it's a thousand percent. There's not easy for an actor to pull that off like that. And um, I, I don't know how any of their them go to that place because you know some are method and some are just regular, just. It's pretend time but do the backstory and i mean it's like i mean how i was taught you know uh, you know it's all about you get building the backstory finding that you know that own personal connection you have you can you know the emotion you put in with that scene or that character um but like with him like anytime he's in something i i tend to check it out because again he's just one of those actors that you know he's been around he's done a lot of very underrated indies that have been underseen yeah he's been acting for quite a bit and like um he's been around for years and like you know he's really just in the last (laughs) 10 years really starting to really make his mark and um um i'm glad he He deserves an emmy by now yeah i'm glad he's on mayans his character his character has done this in the first four seasons his character's had a lot of um a lot of twists and turns with his character um i can't wait to see it <laughs> it's on it's on hulu man you just go I watch it on hulu. i but, just gotta um, get for five other shows that i'm binging hey, hey i'm the i'm the same way dude i force i just recently um five episodes back, a day go I, yeah i i finally went back and caught up on fear of the walking dead i i kind of stopped watching that <laughs> in season three like i went back over um a couple weeks ago and finished season three ended up liking it love season four on when they got the new showrunners, they did a good job with the writing. But well, the, well, back to the following. Um, they use kind of similar lighting, though. Yeah, like um, back to the following. But like it's, I mean, it was such a great show. Like I've always liked stories about you know, you know, serial killers, the mind of serial killers. You know what? You know, the 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 effects that become a make a person become like that. Um, yeah, like my, my, we we were first introduced. We think, man. I think Bacon's character, FBI agent Hardy, you know, he keeps going back and everything, and he's now an alcoholic. He might end up becoming. You're almost afraid I mean, that he might be a killer. That's I mean, that's I mean, that's where they were going with that character. The point, the point of the dynamic between Hardy and um, Joe Ryan and Joe was that the reason why, if you remember the backstory when they first met, they were actually you know friends. They got along because they identify with each other and yeah. like um he's in love it. with the serial killer's wife why well you know they mess around and then but and him Lucia, and, that's good casting i was already a fan from her from justify i'm like who is this bombshell oh nice she's i know i remember her oh oh wow is she gonna be a victim is she gonna be the person he saves every week or is she gonna be a strong female lead i, I don't know until i'm take the plunge and, it was, she, and she was kind of a mixture of things like you like by the end of she has to her, play along make him think oh, i guess yeah. you're in control while she plans to get her kid out of yeah. the way she yeah she ended up becoming a manipulator to a degree and like you know that makes sense being in the relationship with the kind of person she was in you know thousand percent you know he like joe himself was a master manipulator and so you know you that you don't end up with somebody like that because she's a strong character she, she he's never... almost in like he's or Susie, you know usual suspect territory he's well, he, just making I mean, everyone think all this he, stuff and his wife he's successful you know he's in like all of her and everything but um but yeah like, the, but the dynamic between ryan and joe was always like this like they identify with each other particularly in season two when you have them at the end of the season and they're actually both in that after in the that. second episode you're ready for all implausible stuff to happen you're just like okay Who's going mean, to be like, the inside the first, guy? Who's going to be the, the other serial killer taking over? I mean, the first episode, you have this this lady 
you know, burn herself to death while quoting Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. You actually have you actually have this man, they the one survivor from the his, Poe syndicate, yeah. Yeah, you have the one survivor from um his killing spree. He 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 literally breaks out of prison, um has his followers kidnap her, he tortured her to death, then turns himself in just to <laughs> fuck with uh, Ryan. Um Kevin yeah. character. Like, you know, and it's see he, what I did there. I can get, I'll be out of here in, you know, five hours. It's like, what? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, you nick again, like, you never know who's who with that show. That's what I loved about it. And then, um, but the dynamic going back to the dynamic between those two characters, the whole point was showing how Ryan, in many ways, is just like Joe, but he's he's not a sociopath like joe he doesn't have a need to kill he does admit to joe before joe dies in season three that he does have a he does take the satisfaction in killing um but he's not going to go out and just kill some random person he's only going to kill somebody who really deserves it um oh yeah and when theo comes along the hacker he's trying to be like Strauss, who basically mentored both him and joe <laughs> This week marks the anniversary of Joe Carroll's death. Six people were killed. Are these your cult boys or a new fan club? They said Joe Carroll lives. And where is he? Joe Carroll's dead. Don't lie to me. No! And so at this point, everyone has their own agenda and you don't know if they'll be killing each other because they want to be serial killer number one or if they want to form their own cult and compliment each other. Hey, here's someone who I'm well, giving and, you permission to kill. And, and, and Theo was a special case, too, because, like, I mean, what really set him off with Ryan was like, remember, you know, Theo, when his wife finds out about him, he kills his wife and, you know, drugs his kids. And then when he's talking to Ryan on the phone, Ryan it's a very him. gruesome show guys yeah. <laughs> so trigger warning yeah i mean like this is not for the you know weak heart i mean this really this show even when they don't God. show anything it it will fuck with your mind there were one there's one yeah, day where it, i was it, catching up on episodes i'm like i really don't want to watch it right now i'm really skull fucked from last week <laughs> yeah because this show really delves deep into the minds of sociopaths and sociopaths and psychopaths even the other degrees of it they'll have the lawyers who are like i I, I do not want to represent them. Um, and then you got Spray Grade in here as the Carrie, who's an old tabloid reporter who dates Har uh, Ryan and then uh, the main FBI agent. And then she's like, oh, shit, he's using my tabloids to gain more attention. I better stop giving him a moment of my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and but, you know, it's I mean, that's that's what serial I mean serial killers have done that in the past you know they serial you know Bundy they, Manson yeah yeah you know they they like using the media that you know that helps them get their message out there and I mean, the FBI is beside itself because then you got freaking you know my culture years before being in the Halo web series and uh you know Luke Cage you know here he is is the mate now he's on a similar show called Evil which deals with serial killers but here He's, yeah, and you know, the supervising guy, he loses an eye. <laughs> you know, I haven't even watched Evil yet, but I know that I mean, it was on Fox and then Fox canceled uh, it. Yeah, then, CBS had it and then CBS they put had, on Paramount Plus. I yeah, can't but get like, into it. <laughs> but, but Paramount Plus being that being a streamer, I could just think, well, they got the freedom they have now to like, yeah, actually, they probably do. It probably got better. I just got to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Valerie like, he, Cruz from Alphas is here. She's the Latina gal who's closeted, who's. Yeah, I, I, that's on my list to eventually check out when I get around to like, like you, I got a bunch of shows to get through myself. I, I <laughs> 200 and counting. Um, I, I like how she goes from being Ryan's bureaucrat to she kind of takes the hit. Okay, they're pressuring me to step down. We can save both your job and, and get these guys from winding up on the six o'clock news again with five more bodies to their name. But yeah. it, it's interesting well, I mean, but... how she becomes kind of she it becomes kind of a home invasion show after a while where she's having to yeah i do remember that yeah that was uh that was season two wasn't that season two and then like in free there's some more endangerment it's just like no one even when they retire they're never away from trouble <laughs> it's like yeah. trouble always but like uh, but going back to theo though man like again what sets ryan off with that character is one 
you know, the, he asks him, why couldn't you just leave your family alone? Theo tells him, because I control, basically, I control their fate. Like, this, man, this is not, this serial, you know, that's what serial killers do. It's all about Right, you power, can't trust them. <laughs> being, yeah, it's about power, being in control. You know, basically, you know, you are, in a sense, playing God um, to a degree. You know, you are the master of this person's fate. And he, he willfully shows that. And then also, he threatens to tear his family, his life down piece by piece, which he does try. And you're used to seeing who might the inside guy end up being because, you know, uh, it's all set up, especially with uh, Warren Cole's character. Remember, he plays the crooked deputy in season one. Yeah. You've seen him in everything. He was on Shades of Blue as the internal affairs guy who's sexually obsessed with Jayla. <laughs> he was the crooked uh, Secret Service guy trying to... He's always a crook. I, now he's like the only hey, nice man, guy he's, he's, he's now is on yellow jackets he's a character actor man like those, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. i love to hate him and i don't yeah. have anything against him he's just smug one minute and the next thing i mean i know he's drowning somebody <laughs> if you uh, if you really hate a character that means they did the their job yeah and that character is supposed to be hated yeah that means that actor really did his his or her job you know the, to get that character across um you know there are some people out there who hate characters just because you know oh you know i disagree with something they did or oh you know they're kind of you know the main they're in character the gray, they're an anti-hero <laughs> yeah they're though like i always go back to breaking badge and everybody people hated skylar like why why hate this woman why because, do you hate her she's i mean in a not happy uh, i mean think about it yeah i mean i love the walt character but think about it i mean her husband is cooking meth and he's Breaking also, Bad fans can sometimes be like uh, freaking uh, Rick and Morty, where they're not in on the joke. I had one guy argue the other day. Oh, I'm a, I'm in the Hamlin camp. I'm like, well, you're kind of not supposed to like Hamlin anyway. Good yeah, or bad. But, but you know, it's like yeah, like dude, like she's she's and she's married to a guy who's cooking meth and working with cartels and, yeah, and does getting, business with Aryans. Yeah, and not a yeah, good. And, and people getting killed left and right, you know. So, I mean, she had every right. She had every reason to flip out. I mean, the woman just had a, she got a son and she just had a baby. And these people, they cut people's heads off. So, I mean, come on. You're right. Uh, Who are we kidding here? <laughs> yeah, but, but like, yeah, the, like, and Theo's character, like, like, looking at joe joe's character never wanted to kill ryan he wanted again he was always trying to basically convert ryan and in the end even though you know joe dies on death row when ryan admits that he takes satisfaction in killing that makes every joe's that makes him content with his fate because like he he's done all the damage he's can and now well, he's I mean, gonna because he sees because honestly like i can't remember if he actually said it or not but he, is always hinted that he sees Ryan as his ultimate legacy. You know, he's somebody, he's the one person. When Ryan that, finally shuts him out, that does actually cripple him to some yeah, extent. Because <laughs> Ryan is the one person he actually identifies with out of everybody in, on the planet. That's the only person he actually truly identifies with. And Ryan identifies with him too. That's why he hates him so much because he knows, especially like going back to season two, I was saying that I think it was the season finale when Joe and Ryan were both um, uh, at the table tied together, they're basically, you know, with his wife, his wife was there too. Basically they were kind of having like this argument over two sides of the same coin when we're really not, but he wants it to be. But like in that, that was the scene where even Claire kind of realizes that Ryan is kind of like Joe because they identify and agree with so many things. It's just that Ryan doesn't believe in killing innocent people because that's just crazy. Um, right. But again, he doesn't mind. In the last, the final episode of season, you know, season three, which ended up being the last episode. I mean, when he finds out about yeah, that whole, freaking whole, like, Diane Neal, you might know as Casey from SVU. Yeah, SVU, yeah. She's the crooked um, FBI gal, and she's like, I mean, but, oh, but you're not like, going to kill me, are you? I'm going to like, kill you because you're behind all this. Yeah, like he finds out there like this whole like kind of like what bureaucracy of like high level serial killers and shit. So he's like, yeah, he kills her in the hospital, fakes his death. She and- wants to be basically the number one FBI supervisor gal and get a promotion by helping taking all these bribes from these serial killers. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he he strangles her in the bed and like you know, and that I mean that 
I mean, that's what pissed me off the most about the show being canceled because that, if you really go back and it could have lasted two more years totally. Because I mean, a show like that, I he can't be near his girlfriend, his old girlfriend Claire, you know, who was, uh, you know, who was Joe's woman was in witness protection and had to fake her death originally. It's like, man, it's like all of them had to just that show. That show could have went maybe like five seasons to tell a complete story. I think. Like, cause season at the end of season three, that in my sense, mind, he's still on the run, probably happier, uh, but lonely. I mean, well, I mean, he's out there hunting down these serial killers and instead of arresting them, he's killing them. I mean, that was the whole point. Like I was he going back. He said he implied it before, before he came back. I can't be an FBI guy anymore. I mean, he, I mean, again, that was the whole going back to the dynamic between Ryan and Joe. I honestly think, that's what Kevin Williams was trying to do. Going back, it goes back to 24. Um, you know, yeah. um, I love 24. Uh, so there's much Jack because, Bauer, then there's Curtis, well, then there's well, Tony, then there's Chloe. And Well, I mean, going back, going to Jack, right? <laughs> I mean, Jack, I mean. He hates everything Jack, that he is, and he's the only one who knows how to scrub the floor and use all these yeah. dangerous weapons. Yeah, and like he's, you know, he's sacrificed so much just to keep people safe. And yeah, I like just to go on like the minute he sees a, a dead second. body he'll go on a killing well, spree I mean, it sets well, him off uh, 20, i'll go back to season seven of 24 and I'll, the quote i'll Great just season. quote <laughs> like the final episode of that season jack basically sums himself down he says you know he believes you know yeah there are laws for a reason laws should be followed you know and those are, there's a purpose for them but him being a person he, he sees he says if I see uh, a terrorist on the on the has the bus full of hostages, um, I, I I can't fully quote it off the top of my head, but he basically says there are procedures. Yeah, but there basically there are procedures for that. You know, there are laws and rules you're supposed to abide by, and they're you're supposed to. But in his heart, he could his heart wouldn't allow him to just leave him there and die. He has to do, try to do something. That sums his character down. Like, yeah, he knows a lot. A lot of the shit he's done is wrong he even says in season seven the he's not of proud season, of it he's always accepting the minute no. anyone slaps handcuffs on him is like i'm gonna go away for a bit well he tells um the senator at the beginning of season seven that the senator who's trying to have him prosecuted through right? the senate he tells him that look i know you know the things i know I've how done. you see oh. this yeah like i don't like the things i do i wish there wasn't a reason for people like me to exist but you know, this is the world, basically, you know, like, if I had, if I could go back and change some of the things and not do the things I've done, yeah, I would, I have a bunch of regrets, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been a spy, I wouldn't have been even a Delta Force guy, <laughs> yeah, but, but at the same time, you know, if I didn't do these things I did, these people would be dead, and at the end of the day, my job is to save lives, um, it's me, like, like we were talking about before we came on the, came on the podcast, you know, we were talking about you know all these prison. people want themes that matter that explode. Well, like like I, like I was saying like we were, before we came on we were talking about prison prison reform and um you know is prison really a place where you go to reform people or is it a place where you just lock people away you know does its name actually stay true to that or is it just a cover for something else <laughs> yeah you know um nothing's black and white everything's gray like as you, you were talking gray. about before it's all morbid. Um, but um, but going back to the following, that's basically what I think Kevin Williams. I mean, the show was canceled, so we can't. We'll never truly know. <clears throat> but I think from how he's definitely he, proud of what they took. Uh, he, I mean, it was he noted how show. he was playing a lot of pranks with the directors. He's like, "How would you do it this way? Oh, we could get really more of this season." So I think he wanted to be really playful, and he was just honored to just work with all these. True. I mean, he you had you had people like Kevin Bacon, you know, Sean Asmore. You had. Uh, what's Those are name? just now getting into it. Go ahead and buy the whole thing on Amazon. If you love Monica Gabriella Kernan, who you might know as the crooked cop in Dark Knight and who's now one of the feds on Power TV show. If you love Leslie Bibb, if you love Carrie Preston, if you love uh, what's his name? Um, I just had their name. I mean, we already mentioned Michael Irby, Michael Irby, definitely. Warren Cole. I mean, but I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, even Felix Solis. He's this guy who's been in all these. I mean, things. yeah, they had they were like they had those throughout the three seasons. They had a lot of people on there. Um, what's your Lee name? Lee was the Connie Nelk. 
Connie Nelson played Lily. Yeah, if you love her from the superhero movies and I mean, well, I mean, she's been Gladiator. She's so many movies, man. Like she's uh, Devil's Advocate with uh, Al Pacino. She's she's really underrated. And Lee Jun Lee, uh, the the Asian hostage, uh, she's now on Quantico and was on the Exorcist TV show. Is like all if you want a who's who of future primetime tv actors there people, no and the people within the last 10 years because that show was canceled in adding Kanto. uh remember he's like one of the uh if i pulled up a photo of him he's paul one of the other followers and he's yeah. like engaging in all these sexual threesomes and it's kind um, of yeah, interesting uh, seeing emma it. emma that's emma's boyfriend for season one she kills him and it's just so funny he's like it's not a gay thing it's like well dude who's the judge you're all fucking and killing each other so it doesn't really yeah. matter but He's now yeah. on the cleaning lady. He was the vice president on Designated Survivor. Yeah, all, all future, uh, hopefully future A-listers. All these guys are underdogs. They are yeah. all but breaking. I mean, I mean, like I say, act, but actors in the last 10 years since that show, that show has been canceled for, what, nine years now? Yeah, um, 2015. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2015, yeah, so almost, almost 10 years. So what, it's seven going, years? It's getting there. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, it premiered in 2013. No, it, it was canceled 2015. Are you sure it was 2015? Season three. Yeah, were... 2013 and 2015. It... Yeah, yeah, okay, my bad. It was pretty in 2013. I, saw, I couldn't keep up because there's so many other uh, violent shows on at that time that I was addicted to. And it really is above average. Like, you're, you're not going to know what you like or don't like going in. I personally, I mean, Elvery's already hit the nail on the head here, gang, with how... It gets you into the psych and the themes are digestible. Well, I also that's love the nods, the, the uh, carving up that one FBI guy is like, that was a total seven love letter. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, man. You, and you just you, feel so sad you, for him. The actor without even crying, just his eyes start squinting and his hands start shaking. And you're like, I, I feel one, just as helpless as him. One of the most fucked up scenes on that show was actually when um Sean Ashmore's character, Mike, when it actually Lily Connie Nelson's character live streams uh her killing his, his dad. family, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he's at, always at the, at the FBI command. And he ends up that. killing a bunch of those guys and well he, he kills her. He and he straight up murders her. He then, murders uh, her and Ryan looks killed. the other way. He's like, I'm not gonna report that. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, and he tries to get him not to do it because he doesn't want him to kill someone. He doesn't want him to deal with the darkness that elapses in his soul. He's already uh, Mike had told him earlier that his family already wasn't on speaking grounds, and he now doesn't even know what to feel now that anyone he had a connection to is gone. It's just like yeah. man. But like I said, like you, like like you said, like I hit on the know about the psyche of the show. I mean, that's what I was trying to. Uh, that's why everyone get. likes this. But this like. Going back to what I was saying about Ryan and Joe, just to actually put a pin in that real quick, and how, you know, the whole, again, we'll never know for sure because the show was canceled, so we didn't get to see the full story, but I I really feel like the whole point of that dynamic was setting up, because Ryan, I mean, by the end of, again, the last episode, he's murdering serial killers, or and he's not arresting them, he's killing people in cold blood, because he feels they deserve it. And he's yeah. about the he basically goes to the transformation where like yeah everything he said Joe said about him is kind of true. It, remember after Joe dies, he, he goes to a bar and he literally fantasizes he's having a drink with Joe at the bar. So I mean like he, I like, remember you know, oh yeah yeah that right after creepy. Joe's after Joe's executed. I mean because he when Joe dies he actually he doesn't admit it but you can see it in uh, Kevin's facial expressions. He feels he's lost a part of something, a part of himself. Because again, everybody, every hero he's needs only to, taken like, over his life for who knows how many years. Well, yeah. get, well, remember, every hero needs a villain, right? Like, you know, a hero is defined by their villain. Right. right? Batman doesn't exist without the Joker. Half the exactly. Time. <laughs> with <laughs> with him, with him, you know, he all for the whole time through the first three seasons, you know, he wants Joe dead. He wants Joe gone. And what's all of his life? When Joe actually dies, he's he there for him there's actually emotion there you know compared to like you know yeah yeah compared to his wife who's glad he's dead um mm -hmm. but um but yeah and that shows like you know without that you know that counterpart to to ryan he kind of needs to go find a, another so now that you know first is strauss and then he finds out about these again these uh high level serial killers and you know in high level positions and he's like i'm going to start going at these guys now 
And, you know, that set, that was setting him up to be, you know, again, like um, uh, uh, the antithesis, not the antithesis, but, you know, kind of like Joe, but, you know, again, like. Uh, On the same level. But yeah, kind of, like, you know, basically the anti-hero. He goes from the hero to an anti-hero, which, you know, for fans, you know, yeah, you know, he's going out, he's going out there killing. He would Steve practically Boy. have to be kind of even like void on Chicago PD at this point, where it's like, I can't even call you an anti-hero, but you're doing some bad things. Uh, I mean, I don't, even really, I don't even really watch that show, but from time to time, but that dude is just, he's just dirty, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, no, he's a prick. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, he's, like it, yeah. he's, you can't call him an anti-hero anymore. Uh, no, that dude's just, I mean, what episode he kills the dude, he has to do dig his own grave and shit. Like that's some cold blood shit. I know he's pretty much, he just gets away with it. Cause he doesn't, take any bribes like Vic, you know, on the shield. <laughs> now the shield, boy, man, that's man, man, that's, that's a, a trip po- too. That's a podcaster too. Like my, that show, my mom loved that show. I remember that show. Oh, I'm surprised she got through it. It's morbid. <laughs> oh no, like she my mom was actually I remember that. She was I watched it from time to time, but she was on that show. She was a big um Michael Chiklis fan when, when I was a little the kid. Most anti-comish. <laughs> well, when, when I was a, when I was a little kid, me and her used to watch the Comish. Um, when I was a little kid, so we we both been fans of him since then. But the Shield, like that, took his that took him to a whole nother level. Boy, that I mean, I opened up all shield, the other doors. Yeah. The Shield, the Shield's the Shield, and you know that actually. You know what's the name he with the create Sons of Anarchy started on that show. So yeah, Kurt, see, they're technically in the same universe. Remember, because. Well, not the uh, same, not the same universe, but like, what's his name? Oh, uh, they are because remember one of the 40, the 49ers gangs. Well, no, no, no. Like he used some of those things, but they're not the same universe. But he did pay homage to the Shield. Like, what's his name? Well, the actors uh, appear, and yeah, this kind of gets a little meta because if you look at the prison cells, they're watching what seems to be footage from the Shield. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but remember though, what's the name who got blown up on the Shield? He dies the exact same way on Sunday. Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, he yeah. yeah, yeah, that he that's that was the real connection between the shield and Sons of Anarchy. Um, because he, I mean, he, I mean, that's what got Sutter his first big writing job. And that mm-hmm. since he worked with FX during writing on that show, they, they always had it. their number handy. And like you yeah. said earlier, everyone always acts like when there's a new crime show, oh, you're doing a takeoff on Breaking well, every, or Sopranos. Every, I think every story's been Oz. told. I think, well, yeah, yeah. Honestly, people don't give Oz much, but everything it started with Oz, and then you had I see more Sopranos of Oz and, on shows like Ray Donovan, my uh, Mayans, definitely from what I've seen, and definitely uh, Power TV show. I don't know, yeah, I love, yeah, I, I follow Power, Power from beginning to end. Um, that was a great show. I've watched some bits of the spinoffs here and there. Um, oh, you're gonna love the part two and four, part three. I, is kind I of like, see, so I, I ghost his son. So I really hated his son because, like, I, a, a lot of us did, but like, you see such a different side. I mean, of him. The, the the kid is, I mean, the, the actor he's brilliant, and like, he's like, he's the he's a great. Like I said, if you hate a character that so much, that means the, the actor's doing a good job. For me, it's like Tyreek. You finally you know, see a different side of Tariq on that one, but well, I think you'll thing. just love it for Mary J. Blige and Method Man. Oh I yeah, I, mean, that, I, I, I didn't I know they I, could act so well. Oh yeah, Method Man's been acting for years, man. Like, uh, go back and watch Belly with um. Oh, he's good in Belly, but I, I just he was often like a supporting guy, and like, man, no, like he has some, he has some real acting chops, man. He's like on the, yeah, he's you know he's known for like either the gangster roles or the funny, you know, pilot roles, brief like two part episodes and everything. Yeah, but go back to the, but go back to the Wire. I mean, he was on the on the Wire. That's where I mainly knew him from outside of his music. I was like, hey, cheese. Yeah, cheese. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, but um but yeah like with uh, it started with oz and then you then you had sopranos and the wire and then so what's the next edgy serial killer show they could do following uh, i mean following? i mean i mean every i mean as every story's been told is just reinvention right i mean everything we have seen, a different hook have a different quirk yeah. i mean there's i mean there's so many different you know because again just going into the psyche of those kind of people i mean there's so much you can explore with that i mean there's because like with me like with janice right like yeah um, great great serial killer premise yeah like with me like the whole idea behind janice at least the main theme that i'm working on excuse me with the story is like you know trauma 
is like a virus, right? Trauma trickles down. Yes. Can affect people in all kinds of different ways. And, you know, with Janice, the whole point of that story was um, to show how abuse drives a person to do things or become different things, you know, because, you know, trauma causes fragmentation. Fragmentation is a real psychological thing that's hard to come back from when somebody goes through trauma. Sometimes. there is no end game he had to just yeah i mean like even if even people who go through ptsd and get help and get better like you get better but you're you're never completely healed once something's been shattered you can't put it back together in the same way it's you got to rebuild it so i mean trauma is like a virus it trickles down it affects people in different ways and it causes people to do all all kinds of things decisions they would never make exactly exactly because again their psyche and their sense of self straight yeah, their psyche and their sense of self is gone. So I mean, that's a and if the sense of self is has like zero confidence, oh man, it's oh yeah. I mean, that's how these cult, you know, leaders hook a lot of people. Man, they 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 you they know definitely they definitely did that pretty well. It was just I, like, mean, that's, I mean, that's what Joe did. Man, he preyed on people's you know insecurity. They hired our, even our the lowest fantasy. common denominator. They hired private security who had no problem killing someone illegally. They hired all other kinds of. Yeah. Um, and in the end, people and in the end joe didn't give a shit about none of his followers i mean the whole point you yeah, were just whole, there for him to spread his wicked <laughs> but the thing is but the thing is though the whole point if you really break down his character and everything that he was doing and in season two when he takes over that he takes over that other cult you know and has like you know even more followers than before yeah he tries to like really start to spread his message then um, particularly remember that remember he kills that he has that philosophy uh you know talk with that priest um or the preacher and you know about oh yeah different. and he takes advantage and, of all the televangelists and they yeah. go right into his trap and he's like uh yeah, he, he's, he's gonna slaughter you on tv you know yeah and but at, but at the end <laughs> of the day when it comes to joe's character on that show everything everything he did was all about ryan it all revolved around him everything he did was rhyme and reason exactly so he didn't give a shit about none of his followers like emma who was his main follower who i hated i was glad uh, when his, yeah when his, when his wife killed her um because i i was I there's was what if one complaint went on way too long it's like okay i get it she's gonna yeah she's everything crazy, that moves yeah she's that. she's crazy as hell she would do anything for joe she's um, gonna change her blonde appearance to something more brunette and yeah. go out and the twins oh my god uh Dude, and that his actor, wife's twins. He's yeah. a good actor, but man, that that also went on a little too long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's one reason why they killed off one of them, like they did, so he can just kind of focus on the mission is half complete. <laughs> now yeah. I gotta wait the next season. But play. again, you know, Connie Nelson's character, the mom, Lily, she's the one who really that that you know crazy you know psycho fuck family there. Yeah, she was the one who kept that. You know, she was the centerpiece of that family. So when you take her away, you know, fractures with the twins. So you have to kind of really get rid of one of them um, because. Just have some half satisfaction. Yeah. But, you know, the death of one of them, you know, drives the other twin into this whole arc with um, Sean Ashmore's character, Mike. Um, Yeah. Which was, I think, was done pretty well for in season three. But like, again, back to Joe's, everything revolved around, you know, ryan like emma was his main follower but you know she would you know she was obsessed with him but even toward the end she was realizing he doesn't really give a shit about me he just cares about ryan and his wife again why she tried to kill his wife even though she he specifically said don't mess with her don't do anything to her but you know she you know that's what he did he would prey on their insecurities like most cult leaders you know their master manipulators but again, everything was about Ryan. And in the end, when all about Ryan. Yeah. And so when they killed Joe off in season three, and you're thinking, well, damn, you're killing off the main, the main villain, the you know, the, the head guy. I mean, his story's done. When Ryan admits, like I said, when Ryan admits to him that he takes satisfaction in killing, you know, and then mm-hmm. going back and going back to that conversation they had at the end of season two, that solidifies everything. Like, you know, he he literally just he remember he has the prison. Uh, has hostages in the prison. He takes over that room, kills the guard, you know, burns his eye out with a stun gun. Oh, God, I forgot about uh, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And I, I love that scene, man, because I was like, damn, like, you know, this that was his thing. He would and then he tries to have eyes. all the prisoners fight him. That got a little too yeah. running man for me, but that was fun. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, you know, uh, it, it was, it's just great writing. And then, like, when he Ryan admits that to him, you know, Pewfoy, um Yeah, Purefoy is just dynamite he, in this role. He, he, this he just he, be one of his he, top ten roles. You see him in that scene just release, like, you know, he all the anxiety, all the angst, because you know, he knows he's about to die, but he feels like he isn't fulfilled yet, you know. Yeah, when Ryan admits he's just that, getting started. This is the warm-up, so to speak. Yeah, but but when Ryan admits that, he just lets out this, you know, breath and he everything's, you know, he's content at that point. He gives up, you know, you know, Ryan knocks punches him, but he, you know, he just takes and gives up without any fuss. And then and then he, he ultimately wins again because Ryan is there when they go to execute him. And yeah. and you know, he's when he sees Ryan, he lets out another breath of just letting it go he's because ryan is his legacy yeah that, and without the legacy now hopefully the legacy of the show itself does live on i i would love it if someone like i mean i think AMC I mean, the, or what have you just picked it up i mean so the show is about cults and serial killers right this the show is i think in my at least in my opinion is a cult favorite because fans didn't want the show to be canceled i mean they tried to get another um network to pick it up to finish it but it if just... shout or or any of those other blu-ray companies want to do a blu-ray remaster that it's definitely a need of one it has yeah. some cool special features it has some like you say influence on other stuff williamson did do a similar show like this that lasted one season called stalker but it it, it seems like i don't know it well i mean guy, well, guys we've grown up with who have but at the same time man you, you got kevin bacon i mean like come on he got you get Kevin. Yeah, Bacon. I don't think I don't think this was in City this, on a Hill had no one seen fact, him in this, this was his pack. very this was Kevin Bacon's very first TV series. Yeah, he had yeah. directed episode of his wife Kyra's show, the the closer, but that was which it. was a which was a good show too. But um, but yeah, we'll this was his, <laughs> yeah, um, that was yeah, um, I mean, she's always been a great actor to me, and like that was yeah, a good Hearts show. and Souls, Born in the Fourth yeah. of July, it was great. Yeah, and then of course that transferred into uh, Major Crimes with what's your name from um, Battlestar. Battle Dances with Wolves, yeah. Yeah, that was ended up being a good you know spinoff of that. But I mean, like this was his first television show. You know, he didn't do TV at this time, and I mean, like I said, the first we can credit season... him as one of many film stars who broke the mold. It's like you can oh, exist yeah. on both screens. I mean, like I mean, like I said, the first season promotion for it was insane. The first season had. I I, d- I was losing track of how many networks were doing original stuff. They were trying to keep up with the pay channels. I was just like, yeah. whoa. And now and like, back yeah, to think, network TV. I'm like, now we want to do what the cable shows are doing too. Yeah, I think I think I honestly think Fox really dropped the ball of canceling this show because like it it was just such a good show. I mean, and I, once they take it away, it's like, what do you have other than Simpsons and you know? a few other shows it's just like you they don't have enough content after a while and it's like well you know you know a lot of their particularly before they sold the disney man a lot of the shows that they were like you know distributing you know they didn't actually produce them they were just the distributor they're just buying um, them, but yeah yeah like but, be, but, but you but of course if you being the distributor you're the one who determines if the show gets canceled or not and like i said fox particularly at that time you know, if you have to kind of give a show really two seasons to really see if it's really worth, you know, doing like the first season, unless the first season's is like no ratings, it's just no traction whatsoever. Right. I can understand it. But if you have a show, I mean, most shows don't pick up really until the second, really third season. Uh, and most- you mentioned The Shield. What I loved about Sean Ryan's writing on those kinds of shows is he always wrapped he never let networks determine when a story ends he always wrapped it up enough to where you could be satisfied at the end of whatever season and i think more tv is x got to do that instead of just having a last minute you know prison break type you know plot twist and you're like no no Uh, and speaking of prison break i I love it I, I never got into it that's one of the shows i never got i think you'll dig it it's almost as shit as this I like the actors from the show, but I just for some I tried watching when it premiered. It's just for some reason it couldn't get any traction with me. Same here. Uh, and 
much like the following it had like a lot of people talking shit about it online despite high ratings and user root scores and so i i waited until it was all like when they were bringing it back and i went through it and i was like you know this could exist in the same universe as 24 for me i mean it, it really could and like um but like going back to shows like i mean even the 24 was a hit from the first season but i mean if you really look at the story they almost season, canceled it halfway through and yeah i mean but because it was i mean it was dvd sales i mean the first time it was the first time anybody ever tried doing a show where literally every episode is real time i mean when it was like 8 eight thirty on the show you know it was actually 30 minutes into the show it was actually 30 minutes in real life i mean that yeah I mean, no they show couldn't do any that. shortcuts so they had yeah, to be yeah I'm sure it was a nightmare being a production assistant looking for continuity. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to reshoot that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, that show, I mean, you had to have all kinds of continuity people around because you that show, I mean, again, every, every episode is one hour in the day, and you have to have 20. Yeah, 24. to study the film footage as soon as you get yeah. home half of work is like. Yeah. And, and, you know, with 24, it was always, you know, the first 12 episodes is the A, the A plot, and then, you know, the last 12 are the B plot. They always had you know, those two uh, plots in the same season. And, and that was always made it interesting because you never know what the twist was going to be. It would look like it was this in the beginning, then nope, it's completely something else. This other aspect comes in there. And like, I mean, even with 24, the story itself didn't really take off, take off really to season three. Season three was a game changer for the show. Like I said, That's like, where now the rules were all beyond just breaking now is like there's all these other elements that can collide with each other and might ricochet and cause more yeah. attention yeah, i mean like i say going back to like star trek next generation that everyone knows that that show there were times they were talking about canceling that show in the first two seasons but season three from season yeah when season three hit that was when you really accept show your own formula when you just take a risk is like it gets even more annoying when people will complain about serialized TV now and then complain when something becomes formulaic. It's like, well, you gave them no creative freedom. <laughs> I mean, that would be talking about start next generation, the first two seasons. I mean, that was, you know, part of it because, you know, when the first season, um, Roddenberry really still had creative control over things and he was really adamant against you know the crew having interpersonal conflicts but that's not just not realistic and he was losing his mind at that point because oh, yeah. he was of old age so half the time well, he would that, say that's a great idea and then his awful lawyer the, would rewrite something and yeah he wasn't that <laughs> yeah that lawyer itself that dude was fucking insane but he was um, a dick <laughs> yeah he really was and rick but, Berman uh, didn't help either by saying i only want people who are handsome and sexy on here it's like yeah, what the hell rick Berman. yeah there was some, definitely some dark perverted old man uh, yeah but i also gotta give him credit though i mean he I at mean, least he hired made some good careers but that's all I can. yeah yeah <laughs> and he he helped keep that show going you know and you gotta i give the guy credit because paramount really pushed him to do i mean he didn't want to do i liked enterprise but he didn't want to do enterprise they really kept pushing <laughs> on him. brandon braga he, he admitted i'm like i'm out of ideas but only i know how to write like this so i guess i'm i mean the paramount kept pushing on them more star trek more star trek otherwise they lose the contract so it does make you yeah. wonder had they and given then it I, someone else would it have followed the well, continuity no. Well, the funny, well, the funny, well, Enterprise was good. I, I mean, I love, I love everything, Trek, dude. It's all good. <laughs> but like, um, but like, it's. I find it kind of ironic that they kept pushing more Star Trek, more Star Trek, more Star Trek. Then, bam, uh, we're gonna stop doing Star Trek. I think we, um, we got too much Star Trek right now. People are kind of burnt <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, like, it's like well, they I mean, it until yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Exactly, that's what happens when you try to milk a franchise for anything. With Fox, I mean, they're doing a good job with the Orville because they're bringing in fans who like Star Trek parodies as well as its well, own well, I mean, sci-fi that's, that's, comedy. I mean, really, that's not that's Disney now. But like, you know, I remember Fox yeah. was was going to cancel that show, but Disney put it on Hulu to save it. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I I give Disney credit on. I, on that because you know at least they know, want something else that's just like they're super because they get they have all this extra money because they have free advertising already with anything star wars or marvel related so yeah it does oh, make you wonder yeah. who has any streams left to play that they can do a lot of other kind of creative endeavors so 
well, hoping I mean, for me, the best. Well, I mean, like you see it, man. Streams. That's where the competition's at now. I mean, like it's it, all streams are fighting for new content. You know, they're 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 hungry seeing for which shows to resurrect and which ones to continue as a farewell uh, movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like I mean, I go on Netflix and like Amazon. So I'm going through like I'll go through like okay, let me see what they got on there. I'll see things like like they actually made that like that's actually a good idea or a good story but it just surprises me like because there's so much like there's literally this countless content out there and fortunately the management has changed enough for those so you don't really have as much of the expires in 10 days anymore i'm like good because i'll get to it in two years (laughs) yeah but like you know like i said like you know a lot of shows i mean even in today's you know part of today's part of in the industry and films and television you still most shows still you had to give it like one or two well not one but at least two seasons to really see if it's really in my yeah, opinion i can only worth, i can only hope they can get more patient you know because you know like you know like they like a lot of like i'll take netflix for example um you know they put a lot of money into these shows they put a lot of money and Cowboy Bebop, they put a lot of money in Resident Evil. Even man. some of these psycho thrillers and other shows and cyberpunkish type stuff, and they they just did not give it a chance, knowing damn well filming was Car- you know, Alter by Carbon. Alter, Alter Carbon. Alter Carbon was great. I yeah, there's another one. Renee Elise Goldberry, we were just talking about it. She's great on that too. Yeah, they put again, they put a lot of money into these these productions. Archive like, 81 is like an underground hit right now, and it's been canceled. Yeah, it's like it's like, like you, you're putting all this money into these these productions, and because it sucks, you know, we want the Wall Street money, but we don't want Wall Street running it. Well, I'll take I'll take Cowboy. I mean, I'll take Cowboy Bebop for example. Right? I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan, and that's one of my favorite animes. Um, and like so, I good job. I like the show. They I like they stayed in my opinion. They really stayed true to a lot of the source material, the, the spirit of the show. They did have some twists there, but you gotta keep in mind that every single show or movie that's made from a, either a book or a comic book or anime or whatever, it's an adaptation. Adaptation is never gonna be hundred percent pure. I think the Watchmen was the only like comic book film that was almost to my memory. Besides one change, everything else was basically straight. Day for Vendetta was pretty close, but yeah, yeah. But like, but that you have those these are, exceptions. You have these exceptions. Yeah, but, but like I said, even with Watchmen, they still made a change in the story. But 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 they're all adaptations. Like I remember being younger, I hated you know like some things they did with the early like early Marvel films or you know, like X Men, Spider Man, certain things like okay. And that's then we fine. look at it from a film perspective. We're working with both people who are fans of the comics versus ones who have only seen the cartoon oh, yeah. but don't follow anything. Yeah, you know when when you actually like like you know I remember um when I we got to wrap this up, guys. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Did you before we wrap up? Like, did you have Yaki when you were at UTA? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So like. Yaki, like you know, my first like week in his class, um, in his intro class, he, he says, you know, once you step in this class, you know, basically when you start, you know, you'll never get films again the same way, film or television. And that's absolutely once you actually get into actually, you know, film or television or whatever production, you never get television stories, you know, cinematography. You never did it the same way before you actually became a filmmaker or whatever. No, so you, like, you didn't know about how whatever got reduced to what or summarized in this format. You just figured, hey, it's guys yeah. with cameras. Yeah, <laughs> so I, there's many things like shows and films. I go back now, I watched growing up as a kid. Like, okay, that makes sense why they did it like that. I didn't group, agree with it at the time. Or I'll go back and like, you know, I love that movie as a kid, but look at it, it now. today, production. Even without- political yeah, pro- correctness pro- yeah <laughs> yeah or even not even that like okay i love that film but yeah production was kind of sloppy like they could have done a much better it was a job. little workman like it should have been a yeah. little more edge of your seat yeah <laughs> yeah you know but again you never go get films the same way i can't go i don't go into a theater like i go i still enjoy films but when i'm watching the movie i'm analyzing our television or whatever i'm analyzing everything same um, everyone gets so distracted on what device they're watching it on it's like just watch it how you would any other movie or show but they yeah. love to be trivial yeah i think i think uh, honestly now as a you know since i've you know became a went to school did film in a school and actually now independently um 
I think I don't actually really enjoy the film until I watch it the second time through because the first time I'm just same too. Too, We're too distracted by the details and the other just stuff we've grown up analyzing. So yeah, it it, everyone owes it to themselves to give anything a second chance. Yeah, because you never know. I mean, you know, your mind and the following gets that. (laughs) Again, it was a great show, and to your your listeners, I mean, people, it's really a good show to go watch. Um, Just particularly if you just uh, Kevin Bacon fan. Like the, again, any this the is actors, his, any of the psychological warfare, any of the creepiness, yeah. any of the frills. You're just yeah, this is again, this was his very first television show. It was definitely worth the watch. Again, a lot of actors that we see you now, love Scream. This is like the spinoff that never happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the guy who created the guy who created Scream. So, I mean, you know, it comes from a talented writer. Um, so yeah, check it out. I mean your listeners here go check it out it's a good show three seasons mayhem and yes intense themes and i mean a lot of good just character development and just character driven development yeah yeah this is a character driven show things you have with the main character together particularly kevin bacon and pufoy's character when they're not like they do take their time and you know expanding scenes where they're together but when they put those two in the same scene like it's always dynamite exactly and that first episode will pull you into the show i mean it did it for me like i that first episode okay um like i said i watched it from the day it premiered to the day it was canceled follow us on the web on facebook twitter and instagram The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.